Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. Today we're going to talk about a little little thing. thing called Pluto. Let's feed your brains. It's Ange. Back Welcome with another back. episode. <laughs> episode 30. Can you believe oh, wow. it? We're on our 30th episode. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Here's to 30 more, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so for this very special episode. We Why is be, it very special? Because uh, it's 30. Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about Pluto. What about Pluto? Just, you know, things about Pluto. Is it a planet? Is it I not a planet? Is it a moon? I don't think it's a moon. What is it? We'll get we'll get it we'll answer all your questions, Ange. Okay. Hold your horses. I have so many. We'll get into it. Um so I actually did very lots of research. In depth. Um some of my sources include National Geographic. Wow. Uh we have history dot com. And we have various sources from space dot com. Sounds reputable. All very sciencey geographical geographical historical (laughs) um sources love that so uh let's get right into it i guess um first off we're gonna talk about how pluto was discovered who found it um some guy named pluto (laughs) uh no (laughs) so it was actually discovered by an astronomer clyde tombow Mm. um in the Lowell Observatory in Flagstaff, Arizona. I thought it was going to be somewhere way fancier than Arizona. Arizona, with all the other astronomers. Cool. What? Um, before we get into that, the idea of the ninth planet, possible ninth planet, first was proposed by Percival Lowell. Mm. So it's the same observatory. Oh. That's the observatory who's it was named after. <laughs> So the astronomer who the observatory was named after actually proposed a ninth planet. Yes. Got it. Um, so he theorized that the wobbles in the orbits of Uranus and Neptune. Were... Um, it's Uranus. Is it actually? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the wobbles between those orbits were caused by a gravitational pull of an unknown planetary body. Hmm. So they're like, something's there. We just, just don't can't know find it. Yep, don't know where. Uh, so Lowell was able to calculate the approximate location of this supposed ninth planet and searched for guess how long? An hour. He searched for a decade. Oh my gosh. And could not find anything. That sucks for him. So sad. At least he didn't spend his whole like career searching for this planet. It was only a decade. It was only a decade. You know, it's it's fine. Um, but in 1929, using the calculations from how Lowell uh, did his calculations and another astronomer, W.P. Pickering, um, as a guide of, of where this approximate planet could be, the search for Pluto was resumed at the observatory. And that's wow. where it was found. In 1929. Uh, it was... It was um, Discovered. No. It, oh. The searchings were back on again. Continued in 1929. Yeah. Um, and then on February 18th, hey. 1930, 
today the day we're recording oh is february 18th oh my goodness how many years ago was that 51 so i i got too excited about the date what year <laughs> 1930 oh okay yeah, yeah 51 delightful 51 years ago uh, Mr. Clyde discovered the tiny distant planet. His finding was confirmed by several other astronomers, and on March 13th of 1930, the anniversary of Lowell's birth and of William, um, Mr. W.H. Pickering's discovery of Uranus. Um, and that's when the discovery of Pluto was publicly announced. So it was on the anniversary of when Uranus was discovered. Why is Pluto trying to steal Uranus's thunder? <laughs> What's up with that? Um, that's where we're getting into our titillating tidbit, spelt with a T and not a D. Very nice. <laughs> um, titillating tidbit. This is from space.com. According to space.com, Pluto got its name from 11-year-old Venita, Veni- Venetia, Venetia, uh, Bernie of Oxford, England, who suggested to her grandfather that the new world gets its name from the Roman god of the underworld, of classic mythology. So it's not Hades. That's Greek mythology. Yeah, classic mythology, which is Pluto. So her grandfather then passes information on to the people at the Lowell Observatory, and they named it Pluto. So a little bit about Pluto. We like have as a planet. Like as a planet, yeah. Like, what are what are your characteristics, Pluto? Um, they, they, the planet, the they. the planet, not the planet. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, they have a surface temperature estimated to be approximately negative three hundred and sixty degrees Fahrenheit. What's that in Celsius? Uh, cold. So Pluto's average distance from the sun is nearly four billion miles. Or billion with a B? Billion with a B. And it takes approximately 248 years to complete one orbit around the sun. Same. Yeah. Uh, don't ask me what that <laughs> is, like, relative to um, like the Earth. Or yeah. The no, the Earth. Oh. Like, how, how the oh. Earth orbits. We'll oh, that's so... That's... Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a year. Well... That's silly moments with Claude. <laughs> Add that to the things we do. Okay, moving on. That's the discovery of Pluto. Um, but before I go any further into things, I will be referring to planets, dwarf planets, and I won't really be talking about moons, but I thought people should know the definition of moon. So I'm going to go over some definitions. Okie dokie. First, what is the moon? And what's the moon? A moon is a object that orbits um, another larger object. It, yeah. Thank you. Pretty much. Um, so a moon is defined by a celestri- celestial body. S- celestial? <laughs> celestial? Celestial? Celestial. Celestial. Uh, that body that makes an orbit around a planet, including the eight major planets, dwarf planets, and minor planets. So a dwarf planet can have a moon. Yeah. Oh, that's and fun. And other minor planets. Apparently there's things smaller than dwarf planets. That are still considered a planet. <laughs> um, okay, so then what is a dwarf planet? What do you think a dwarf planet a is? A dwarf planet is a planet... The rejects. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a planet that is too small to, to constitute, like... No. 
I take that back. <laughs> it, it's a planet that's a certain size. There's size limits. Sure, that's yeah. That's what I'm so saying. So a dwarf planet, um, as defined by the IAU, which is the International Astronomical Union, it is a celestial celestial body in direct orbit of the sun that is massive enough that its shape is controlled by gravitational forces rather than mechanical forces what would a mechanical force be i have no idea but a gravitational force creates the circle the spherical shape that makes sense of a planet um but has not cleared its neighboring region of other objects what does it mean by that i will get into that in the next definition okay so how do you define a planet and there's three different criteria do you think you could name them um um has its own orbits the sun okay one um is a certain size (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is round spherical in shape okay that's fair i feel like we should um just let our audience know we are currently recording with a dog in the room so if you hear snarling growling barking it's millie it's millie it's not Ange. <laughs> no she is biting me though sorry i'm like the microwave. hold on yeah so the three are uh this again this is according to the international astronomical astronomical union um you must be these three to be considered a full-sized planet. And that is number one. It is in orbit around the sun. You got that one right? Nice. Number two, it has sufficient mass to assume hydrostatic equilibrium. So... Does that mean it just spins? It's round. Okay. <laughs> it's a round shape, pretty much. Hey, I said that too. Did, did I? You did, but then you kind of took it back. Okay. <laughs> and then number three... It has cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. There it is again. There's that There's that neighborhood. So for most part, they a planet and a dwarf planet are pretty much identical. Um, but there's one key difference, Ange. What was it? Um, the, the orbits the sun is round. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It orbits the sun. <laughs> it's round and it clears its neighbor oh it doesn't the the dwarf planets don't clear yeah. their neighbors so a dwarf planet hasn't cleared the neighborhood around its orbit which it just means... wants to stay <laughs> it wants everyone to be its friend so that means that it has not become gravitationally dominant and it shares its orbital space with other bodies of similar size so, so astronomers are actually um and other experts are debating this definition of what like orbiting or being what was it Clearing its neighborhood. Clearing the neighborhood. Yeah. What a weird term. I well, I think it means that it there's no other celestial bodies in its in its like orbit. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, its gravitational pull is. I actually had to do so much like clarification on this because I really didn't know what it meant. Um, but it pretty much means, from my understanding, that there the gravitational pull isn't strong enough to like make sure that there's no other um planets plan- like, like large it. things around them of similar size so with pluto we'll get into more detail about this later but there are other um pluto-sized planet dwarf planets bodies celestial bodies um around it uh so getting back into pluto 
let's talk about its undiscovery, pretty much. That's such a sad term. <laughs> um, after its discovery, some astronomers questioned whether Pluto had sufficient mass to affect the orbits of Uranus and Neptune. Do you know when they started being like, mm, that's a little, Pluto's a little sus. Like, what, what year? Like, how long after its discovery? Yeah, so I think it was, it was several years after. Okay. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about dates in a little bit. So we, we had talked to, astronomers started questioning basically, you know, the wobble between the planets that was discussed earlier. They're like, "Mm, I don't know if Pluto could do that. Oh, they don't know if Pluto can wobble? Wobble, wobble the planets. Um, so that's when in 1978, James Christie and Robert Harrington discovered Pluto's only known moon. Um, which I think that was at the time because I do believe... It has other moons. Multiple moons. Yeah, but Charon, which is the moon, is the biggest. And that has a diameter of 737 miles to Pluto's um, 1,428 miles. That's like diameter. Over half the size of Pluto. What? No. No, no, no. Pluto is 1,400. The moon is 700. Oh, okay. So that's half the size of Pluto. Yeah. Got it. Um, Yeah. So together, it was thought that Pluto and Charon formed a double planet system, which was ample enough mass to cause the wobbles in Uranus and Neptune's orbit. That's an awful (laughs) sentence. Um, In August 2006, however, the International Astronomical Union announced that Pluto would no longer be considered a planet uh, due to the new rules. That were said planets must must meet. Um, which one of them was the clearing the neighboring orbit? Poor Pluto. What year was that? Sorry, two thousand six. Pluto was like ex made, yeah. And that's when they start to referring to it as a dwarf planet. It's so sad. Yeah, I feel sad for Pluto. It be like that sometimes. Um. So basically, overall, uh, why is Pluto no longer considered a planet? Pluto meets only two of these criterias, um, losing on the third. So it doesn't clear the orbit, which we had mentioned several, several times. This is just wrapping it up for you all, just so that you can impress <laughs> nice your friends. <laughs> um, in all the billion years it has lived, uh, it has lived there, it has not managed to clear its neighborhood. So uh, it's been there for a really long time, but it still hasn't had enough gravitational pull to get rid of all the other things around it. I guess for it to have more gravitational pull, it would have to be bigger. bigger, And it's not amassing anything. Yeah. So then it doesn't clear its neighborhood. Yeah. It doesn't cause those wobbles. Wait, no, it does cause wobbles? Um, I think it does. In Uranus. And Neptune's orbit. (laughs) Not just Uranus. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So any larger body that does not meet the, these criteria is now classified as a dwarf planet. So that includes Pluto, which shares its orbital neighborhood with um, Kuiper Belt, which is um, the thing the thing around Neptune, I believe. Huh. Like the ring. It's a belt? Yeah. <laughs> um, What's in it? Rocks? So they're actually called Plutinos. That's so cute. It's like a little fan base for Pluto. (laughs) Uh, Which are a dynamical group of trans-Neptunian objects that orbit in two to three mean motion resonance with Neptune. 
This huh? means that <laughs> for every two orbits a Plutinio makes, Neptune orbits three times. Orbits what? Pluto? I don't know. I was, uh, I was trying to understand it, but I didn't. I thought I'd throw it out there for people who might understand. Um, but pretty much Pluto shares stuff in space with other stuff. dwarf planets. Right. Um, there are two other dwarf, dwarf, dwarf planets called Eris and I knew that. Ceres, I think. Yeah. Um, Eris and Pluto are pretty much same in size. But all the other ones are smaller. Smaller than Pluto. Yeah. And some of them have moons, too. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Are they all as far as Pluto from the sun? Um, I think probably. <laughs> I don't know. But they're, those are in the, the belt, I believe. Neptune's belt? Neptune's belt. Yeah. So now we're going to get into myth busting of Pluto. Oh. Okie dokie. Number one myth. Pluto was named from the Disney character. This is indeed not true. Is it the other way around? It is. Oh my god. So if you look closely chronologically, um, it is clear that Pluto was discovered and named before the dog. So in uh, the dog debuted in 1930, but was initially named Rover. Rover. But then... What, is that Mickey? Is that Mickey Mouse characters? Yeah, that's Disney. Mickey and Rover. Yeah, that's not as fun. No. Um, so a cartoon featuring Pluto the pup didn't air until 31, which that is a year after the like official mm. annun- announcing of uh, Pluto. They're cashing in on that, that pop yeah. culture surrounding Pluto's discovery. So um, people used to say that the girl who like named the planet mm-hmm. uh, named her named the planet after the dog, but really it's the other way around. So the dog was renamed after the so-called ninth planet. So-called. So-called. Not anymore. Former. Okay, myth number two. Pluto is so small. It's tiny. It's puny. It is small. It's not big. It's small. (laughs) Um, Some people think Pluto is small, like a run-off-the-mill asteroid. But... Do you mean... Wait. Do you mean run-of-the-mill? Yes. I read it wrong. (laughs) Uh, listen, if you say it with confidence, it sounds right. That's true. Um, but the dwarf planet is a robust 1,400... I was going to say 14 million. That's, that's, that's not a lot. at all. Uh, 1,400 miles uh-huh. or 2,360 kilometers in diameter. How? Wait, do you know how much the Earth is? So it's about two-thirds as wide as the Earth's moon. Oh. So it's Sorry. small. Did you hear that? Oh. <laughs> So it's not even as big as our moon. No, but it's still big. But it's still large. It's one of the biggest dwarf planets. It's not just asteroid size. Yes. Huge. In fact, Pluto's largest moon, Charon, 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 (laughs) um, itself is 700 miles, which we had talked about before, or 1,207 kilometers. Uh, The dwarf planet's four other known satellites are tiny. So that is correct. So that's satellites are the things floating around it. So compared to the other things in Neptune's belt, Cooper belt, um, it's those things are usually only a few kilometers uh, in diameter. Oh, this one's like 200 kilometers. Yes. 268 or something. 200 and uh, 2,000 and oh, 
360. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the number. Um, yeah, so compared to everything else in the belt, it's pretty big. It's yeah, pretty it big. is pretty big. Uh, yeah, so listen, size doesn't matter, but Pluto's big. <laughs> Myth Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Myth number three. Pluto was once a moon of Neptune. It um, wasn't? So I... No. So I really debated whether to include this because uh, I don't know why it's not considered a moon. Couldn't find anything. I would assume, based on the information you presented in this episode, that it it doesn't it, it orbit, doesn't orbit yeah. Neptune. So then it's yeah. not a moon. Wow, good job. Thanks. Uh, I just it was a that. test. It was a test. <laughs> it was a quiz. Um, yeah. So there's an old theory that became popular shortly after Pluto's discovery, and it was disproven in 1965. When people thought that it was still a planet. Right. Um, or it was still classified as a planet, I guess. When researchers found an orbital resonance, which is a gravitational sweet spot in which the orbits of two bodies are related by a ratio of two whole numbers. So between Pluto and Neptune. This resonance prevents the two objects from ever closely approaching each other. Oh. I guess people thought that maybe since Pluto was so small that it was once a moon of Neptune and then it somehow got away. Yeah, so that's exactly what the theory was, that people were like, it just escaped and it never left. Right. Like, it escaped the, the orbit and it just didn't go away. Is that away. possible? Um, I don't know. I like how you thought about that, like you would know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've done some very good research, uh, but no, I don't know that. Oh Yeah, that makes sense. Why, why it's not it wasn't just like a moon of neptune and then a moon that like disappeared i'm pretty sure it would just float off hey yeah. space people out there correct me if i'm wrong i'm probably wrong please NASA. correct me <laughs> yeah but that's it that's that's this episode great information so overall pluto is not a planet pluto will never be a planet pluto oh. once was a planet but it's not anymore <laughs> revoked because Sad. it has other things in its orbit petition to tell pluto to get its life together it just needs to go away oh like why is it still here oh no one likes you pluto <laughs> is pluto actually blue is pluto, uh, pluto one of the no, blue planets uh, it's like grayish i'm pretty sure because oh. the new horizon journey which was like a uh, space thing that happened right. um got footage of pluto Oh, and it was gray? Well, I think it was like moon color. No matter. No re- no wonder no one likes you, Pluto. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it actually had mountains. Fun fact. It had mountains um, that kind of looked like the Rocky Mountains. Huh. And it also had like flat areas that were like Valleys. scientists. People were like, it's that's young. That's a young planet. Because things haven't, haven't hit it yet. Ah. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. That's it for me. Great job. Thanks. Uh, what are we talking about next week? And what are we talking about? <laughs> We're going to talk about lactose intolerance. Yay. Are you lactose works. intolerant? Well, I'm not. Viewers, are you, listeners, are you lactose intolerant? Don't Google it. You won't be able to find out. And if you are, you Just should probably wait. know the answer. But Yeah, I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't already, follow us on our Instagram at My Sister Knows Why. No spaces, no nothing. Follow us on all the major podcast platforms: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, 
What else do you say? Um, oh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Check you back next week. Yeah. Talk to you later, friends. And family. And if you didn't know. Now you know. Okay. Goodbye. Adios. It's also Pluto starts with the first two initials. <laughs>